0: In the previous episode, we took you to a lecture that Dr. Cho gave last year on the topic of exercise is medicine. In part 1, he discussed the preventive effects of exercise. Today, we take you to part 2 of that lecture, where Dr. Cho goes over the science of how exercise is a powerful tool for the treatment of diseases. Over the last several decades, there has been a lot of research coming out that demonstrates that exercise is a powerful tool in the treatment of many chronic diseases, including diabetes, heart disease, arthritis, and even things like depression and many other conditions. Yet many patients do not utilize the power of exercise to address their chronic diseases. If you or a loved one has a chronic disease, we hope that Dr. Cho's lecture will inspire you to utilize the powerful tool of exercise to bring healing to your body. We especially hope that this episode will be a blessing to you. Now, let's talk about the next thing that medicine does, which is to treat. And so they did a study. They found that, and actually to backtrack, specifically can medicine, can exercise deal with the low-grade chronic inflammation that's happening within our body because chronic Subclinical low-grade inflammation is the underlying pathophysiology of almost all of our chronic diseases. So, if exercise can help bring down inflammation, then we could presume that exercise will help in helping to treat these chronic diseases. All right. So, they did a study, and they looked at uh, people, and they found that it found that those who exercise 22 times per month, compared to those who exercise less than three times per month they had a 37% reduction in high C-reactive protein. Now, how many of you have heard of C-reactive protein before? Yeah, you might have seen it on your lab blood test. The doctors usually uh, uh, requisition for it as a standard blood test. C-reactive protein is a basic marker of inflammation in your body that doctors use. So you looked at people that are exercising 22 times per month, compared to those who are exercising zero to three times per month. Okay, and they say, okay, let's look at the C-reactive protein and let's see who is higher or who is lower. And they found that those who exercised a lot, so 22 times per month, had a 37% reduction in the risk of high C-reactive protein, all right? And not only that, those who, not just those who are exercising more, but those who are more fit, so who are more physically fit, they found that those people are also less inflamed in their bodies than those who who are not fit. Is this making sense to everyone? Yes, all right. So then, how does exercise help to bring down inflammation in our body? Okay, what is, what's happening? What does exercise do to our bodies that's toning down inflammation? Well, first thing, exercise helps with decreasing fat. Now, uh, it's very important for people to realize this thing. When you have excess fat, when, uh, when we carry excess fat, fat is not just a metabolically dormant cell. It doesn't just sit there and just do, it's not, it doesn't just do nothing. That's not the case. Excess fat is actually very metabolically active. Fat cells are very metabolically active. And unfortunately, fat cells are very pro-inflammatory, which means they promote Inflammation. So when we have, when we carry excess fat in our bodies, we're actually increasing the level of inflammation within our bodies just by carrying excess fat, right? And this is why uh, central obesity and excess fat contributes to type two diabetes. It contributes to heart disease and these other conditions because fat cells themselves are metabolically active, and unfortunately, they promote inflammation. Well. Exercise is very beneficial because exercise actually decreases the, the, the fat within our body, which then will help decrease inflammation. But not only that, even apart from the fat, exercise when you contract your muscles, the contraction of your muscles themselves release anti-inflammatory cytokines, which then decreases inflammation. Is everyone tracking here? Right, so not not only does exercise reduce fat, which is good, but ex- just the uh, just the uh, contraction of your muscles during exercise releases hormones and cytokines in your body that that helps them to regulate and down uh, and downgrade the amount of inflammation in your body. All right, and this is very fascinating. They found that you know that in your gut, your your like your your uh, intestines, you know you have bacteria. Yes. You have bacteria. In fact, you have trillions of bacteria. In fact, you have more bacteria in your gut than all your cells combined. Did you know this? Okay? You have more bacteria in your gut than all your cells combined, and the genetic makeup of your bacteria is actually more than all the genes in your own body. So these dudes are really important in here, okay? What they found was that people that exercise and people that are fitter actually have greater diversity of bacteria in your gut, which then they're realizing it actually helps to reduce inflammation. Very interesting. right? They did studies on rugby players, and they found that rugby players, compared to not active people, they had more diversity in your gut, and we know that diversity in your gut promotes uh, uh, helps to uh, regulate your immune system to bring down the inflammation. Which is very fascinating. This is very cutting-edge science that's coming out. They don't understand exactly what is going on, but they know that these connections are there. So not just just the fat or the contracting muscles, but exercise is actually doing something within your gut microbiome, which is helping to reduce inflammation, which is very, very fascinating, at least to me, and I hope it is to you. Exercise has anti-inflammatory effects, and therefore in the long term, regular physical activity can protect against the development of chronic diseases, so says these uh, researchers here. All right, now, besides inflammation, how about other things, other beneficial things that exercise does on our body? Let's look at type 2 diabetes. Type 2 diabetes is huge right now. Can exercise help us with type 2 diabetes besides just the inflammation? Okay, and it does, and I wanna show you something here. You have to follow along carefully here. I'm gonna show you how this all works. So you got insulin the red thing there, you got glucose, which is sugar, right? You got the cell membrane, and you got the uh, insulin receptor, then something called GLUT4, you see the GLUT4, that that is the receptor that is needed, or the channel that is needed for sugar to get into your cells, All right. Normally this is what has to happen. Insulin needs to bind to its receptor, so there's a little bit of physiology lesson here. When the insulin binds to its receptor, the GLUT4 goes to the cell membrane and then glucose comes in. Everyone tracking? So I'm going to, I'm going to review that. Insulin binds to the receptor, the GLUT4 receptor gets goes up to the cell membrane, then glucose goes in. I want to ask you something. In a person that has diabetes, is this pro, is this working properly? No. no, in diabetes, they have something called insulin resistance. You might have heard of insulin resistance, which means that the receptors, the insulin receptor and the insulin it just Something's not working there. There's resistance, right? So uh, this is not working properly. So then this, this is why diabetes is such a, is such a, a big concern because you, you can give more insulin all you want, but the insulin receptors are not working properly. So this is a little bit of a concern. Well, exercise is amazing because look what it does. Just by contracting your muscles, independent of insulin, you bring glute forward, to the, to the membrane, which allows glucose to come in. Yes? So this is independent of insulin. You don't even need the insulin, at least as far as exercise is concerned. The contraction of the muscles themselves promotes the receptors to go up into the membrane, which allows glucose to come in. This is why exercise is an essential, indispensable part of every uh, diabetes management program. All right? Not only that, exercise promotes angiogenesis. And I was very excited to put this word in here because I want to teach you a new word. All right. So uh, let's say it all together angiogenesis. Angiogenesis. what does genesis mean? Or like creation, right? The creation, right? Angio means like blood vessels. So this means the creation of new blood vessels. When you exercise, you release hormones and factors like VEGF, which promotes the uh, creation of new blood vessels. This is very interesting, yeah? So, um, you've, heard the, you've heard the saying, exercise brings blood to your brain, right? You have to bring blood flow to your brain, so you exercise. Well, did you know that even by exercise, you don't just bring blood to your brain, you're actually creating more blood vessels in your brain as well, okay? So, exercise is really, really important, and this is one of the reasons why exercise actually helps with things like heart disease. When you have a blockage in one vessel, if you exercise, it could create other vessels, which then allows it to bypass that blockage, which is very, very beneficial, right? Did you know that exercise actually helps form more, sprout more neural connections within your brain through a hormone called BDNF, brain-derived neurotrophic factor? So it's very interesting. It's like miracle grow in your in your in your brain. So miracle grow is something that you spray on your lawn, right? And then hopefully the the grass will grow, right? So scientists, they call it, they consider BDNF, or exercise, as miracle growth for your brain. Okay, you are literally promoting the sprouting of more neural connections in your brain. And why is this important? It's because when you have more neural connections, it helps with your memory and your cognitive functioning. Why is that important? Sorry? You think, right? But in terms like diseases. Because, yes, exactly, a huge uh, health concern these days are things like dementia and Alzheimer's and things like that. And this is why exercise is, is, is extremely important as a preventative, but also as a treatment for Alzheimer's. It helps with, uh, with symptoms of Alzheimer's, all right? So I believe that exercise, it lowers inflammation and also has other effects. It promotes the growth of new blood vessels. It promotes new neural connections and things like that. I believe exercise has, uh, has treatment potential within the body. In fact, I forgot to bring my textbook, but there's a textbook on exercise therapy and you can see the list of diseases there. For so many of our chronic diseases, including even heart attack, cancer, stroke, Epilepsy, you can keep on listing the diseases. Exercise is an integral component of treating those diseases.